the first thing to remember is the most obvious thing that you probably think you're too good for already. Words, and most importantly, simple words. Love them, have them, read them, practice them. Don't let people steal them away from you because they like expensive words that are cloudy, that have no real meaning. Welcome back to season five of Habits Matter. I'm your host, Shreya C. Singh, founder and CEO of Harappa Education. We're an online learning institution where our mission is to help you thrive at work. In this episode, meet communications professionals who've made and seen hundreds of presentations through their career. So whether you'd like to win the trust of decision makers or need a hand in making a good pitch, keep listening for the lowdown as our experts spill their secrets. Up ahead, how to structure a pitch, build influence with the people who really matter, and hard-learned lessons on making a good pitch from the ad world, which sees high-stakes presentations play out every single day. Hi, my name is Mark Pollard. I'm the author of a book called Strategy Is Your Words. I do brand and advertising strategy for clients around the world, and I also host a strategy community called Sweathead. Pitches are super fun. They're sort of pure in a way that's not necessarily real. And in advertising, if you're pitching to a client, chances are that most of what you pitch won't ever get made. But instead of beating yourself up about that, focus on the fun parts you can control. Like figuring out the purpose of your presentation, knowing your audience and structuring your message. Are you selling an idea or giving an update? Is it for a manager or a client? And how are you tailoring the message? Take five seconds to think about what makes your favorite page turners and Netflix binges memorable. It's the plot. And as with great stories, so with presentations. Think of them like sketching a plot with three parts. A beginning, a middle, and an end. Typically, act one is laying out the research. And then towards the end of act one, you're probably laying down what the strategy is. So that in act two, which tends to be the, the guts of a movie or of a story, that's really what the campaign could look like, assuming that you're going back with some kind of advertising campaign. You know, the start of act two in movies is often fun and games. Superhero gets powers, pew, pew, pew. they're flying around doing all kinds of cool stuff. Perhaps in act three in advertising, it becomes a little bit more about measurement and logistics and the team. You could also use a guiding framework, like the one Mark uses for his strategy decks. What you told us, what we did, what we found, what we recommend in brackets strategically, what we recommend in brackets creatively, how we're going to measure whether it's worked, who's the team that's going to work on it, how much is it going to cost. But we highly recommend keeping your groundwork and your slides separate. Here's why. PowerPoint forces you to think of information in a very one-sided way. So it can help to structure your presentation outside of those rigid templates. You could use a Word document for free-flowing thought. And don't be too good for pen on paper, Mark says. Make sure that you can tell the 5, 10, 15, whatever it is, main points of your presentation 
in bullet point form where each sentence is interesting and it leads to the next sentence. Papri Dev has been on both sides of presentations through her career in communications. She's been in countless agency pitches and now leads APAC Communications for Tinder. Hi, I'm Papri. I am the APAC Communications lead for Tinder. I like to refer to myself as a storyteller because I like to get behind the stories that we have in this world with people and places. She tells us the one thing that makes a difference for her. I guess what happens when people come into a pitch, right, is, you know, you're so caught up with the fact that you need to sell something that, you know, you forget that you need to have a conversation. You tend to forget that it's people in the room that you need to have a human connection with. And to me, I think the best conversations have happened when the people who are coming into pitch come in with the intention of listening and not so much as selling. And that makes a huge difference in where the conversation could go. And when you have to sell, like they say, keep it simple, silly. Hi, I'm Aniha Brar. I am currently the Dean of the Young India Fellowship at Ashoka University. But in many previous professional avatars, I have been a producer of television programming. I have been an editor and writer in a magazine. I have taught uh, critical writing and thinking to students. So to give you an example in the world of education, a lot of people after COVID were pitching for um, people to use more tech, for people to go online, for people to do different things. And I myself have been the recipient of these kinds of outreaches with decks, with emails, with conversations. The language was the same. So after a while, it reached a point where I was like, I don't know how to decode state of the art. What is it? You know, uh, and, and I'm sure this will resonate with a lot of viewers. 21st century, state of the art, um, modern. Uh, and, and I was constantly seeking uh, for them to elucidate and expand on that and tell me what they meant by state of the art. Simple words. Love them. Have them. Read them. Practice them. Don't let people steal them away from you because they like expensive words that are cloudy, that have no real meaning. Simple words are indeed your best friends. And like they say, do finish speaking before your audience finishes listening. Then there are other aspects of presentations you can't prepare for, but that come through when you present. For example, if you speak with passion, have fun with your ideas, or say the right thing at the right time, it can make all the difference. Even if people don't remember what you said, they will remember how you made them feel. We're in a different world today, but, you know, the team came prepared and were, you know, used the pitch room very differently. So it wasn't just, you know, a PowerPoint, right, that they pitched from, but they used other visual aids and, you know, they, they made their point in different ways, um, you know, which was really interesting. Aniha points out that a charismatic presentation isn't necessarily the funniest or the loudest. Some of the quietest people I know have been very charismatic in the correct situations. They have just known how to handle a uh, distraught person. They have known how to calm down a room. 
They have known how to recenter attention on something that's important if tempers are fraying. And in my mind, that is as charismatic as somebody who's known how to wake up a bunch of people in a post lunch presentation or to crack a joke at the right time to de-escalate tensions or to draw attention to relevant facts in a very quick, pithy and smooth way. Which brings us to this crucial point. Thinking about getting a pitch right or wrong or a presentation right or wrong is wrong. In 2019, I interviewed a young professional to help me produce this podcast. His pitch was that he had wide-ranging audio experience, but it lacked a critical element that could seal the deal. He hadn't actually worked on podcasts before and didn't listen to them either. His passion for audio and willingness to learn, however, shone through clear as day. So I gave him an assignment to listen to my favorite podcast and make a snippet of audio content. Within a week, he came back to me with a 10-minute audio show on education, two online courses on podcasts done, and critical reviews of the podcast I've mentioned as my favorites. There could be no better pitch than him sending me that 10-minute audio file. Of course, that person is Nitin, the producer for Habits Matter, from then till now. Hello. It is rare, but sometimes ideas are so powerful by themselves that they can sustain entire presentations. If somebody can explain an idea very simply, then I think it's a win. And I guess that just to kind of step back and look at what simplicity means in this sense is that I think it needs to come from, you know, an insight, right? Like when it comes from an insight that is very corely connected to human behavior, then somebody sitting in the room can say, I understand that completely, you know, and I cannot deny it. And therefore your idea makes complete sense. Papi tells us about a pitch that went through within seconds because everybody in the room was so bowled over by the core idea. Everybody's heard about National Geographic Channel, um, you know, at, at a time when people used to watch television and I'm sure they stream now, but like, you know, it was one of the channels that people watched, right? And there was a time in India when it was known as the dog and cat channel because basically if you're interested in wildlife you know you were a national geographic fan but otherwise like younger people were not coming onto the channel it was also the time in india when reality tv was becoming big right so um it was interesting in terms of the fact that you know because we needed to bring young people onto the channel we understood that reality tv was a big part of it and because national geographic was about adventure and outdoors the idea very simply was could we take five young indian people to the everest base camp right and i'm talking like pre 2005 um and it was just that and you know just saying that made everybody in the room you know in terms of the exec leadership team feel like we should do this because one you know it's never been done before it's so simple yet so tough you know to kind of get down it makes for great television and you're giving like five young people which is exactly the audience that you want to talk to you know a chance an opportunity of a lifetime right and and the fact that it synced so beautifully with the brand and the brand values which was about being a window to the world and taking you to places that you've never been before right The tips and stories we've shared are especially useful when you're presenting to a client. But what happens when you're addressing people you already know? Naturally, the dynamics shift a bit. 
Building influence with people you interact with every day, such as your colleagues and managers, can help you build trust-rich relationships, which in turn makes it easier to pitch your ideas and gain consensus. There are many ways to do this, starting with being reliable, credible, and authentic. I think humility is really important. Humility with which you kind of regard experience. Um, You know, uh, there are people around you that you can learn from, even though they may come from, you know, a very different background or, you know, might be way more experienced than you and therefore live in a completely different world. I think the other thing is in terms of being authentic. If you are not yourself and if you're not channeling yourself, people catch on very quickly. And if you have abrasive qualities, you work on yourself so that, you know, it becomes a strength rather than it being a weakness. But you've got to do this subtly, almost in a counterintuitive way. Suspend your agenda. This is one of the lessons that I learned very early on in my career. And it was an incredible lesson because I think nobody tells you that like, you know, when they when you go in for a pitch, your objective is to sell something. Your objective is to come away by making sure you're winning, right? Like you want to be there. It's, it's a competition. But I think the guys who kind of, you know, are the folks who come first, even, and, and this applies to sports as well. You know, at some point you suspend your agenda about the selling. You don't think about the trophy. You think about doing the best that you can there and having a great conversation and a great interaction. You play the game well, and that gives you the results, right? Influence gets undermined when you think about it from a short-term lens. And this is something to remember early in your career. Respect for others, for example, is not a trait to show for optics. It's a habit you want to build for the rest of your life. And not just because people have an elephant's memory when it comes to remembering how they were treated. Building influence with clients and those outside your organization, however, can often hinge on pure chance. Mark tells us about his experience in advertising. The only way to do good creative work is to to potentially work with one of two kinds of people. People who just trust you, do what you want, which is a bit reckless. Or two, people who know what they want because they know what creativity is. And that kind of person in marketing roles, because we're talking about advertisers selling to marketers, it's not as common as it should be. So turn to the things you know best, like structuring your arguments, studying the world around you, and learning from it at all times. Aniha sums it up perfectly. The whole world is communicating at all times. And to start breaking down which communications or pitches, for lack of a better word, you found effective. What made them effective? Was it the language they used? Was it the addition of bells and whistles like sound and light? Was it just such a brilliant idea that they really didn't need to pitch because it was something nobody had thought of before and it revolutionized how we think about that space. Scientists do this all the time. You know, it's not that their presentations are necessarily the most beautiful or the most stunning, but it's just that very often they hit upon the one solution that actually is going to change how people live and work. And I think uh, that's sort of a good place to begin as a novice, to be a student of presentations, no matter where you come across them. That was episode two, season five of Habits Matter. Thank you for staying with us till the end. 
As a recap, we spoke about the PAM framework or nailing the purpose, audience, and message of your presentation. We broke down storytelling into three critical components, the beginning, the middle, and the end, and recommended staying away from templatized thinking. We also shared stories of successful pitches in the hope to inspire you. Finally, we talked about building influence with stakeholders, immediate and external, and about being a lifelong learner of presentations. We hope it helps when you want to make an impression. Habits Matter is a show brought to you by Harappa Education. This episode was scripted, produced, and managed by Nitin Shamsuddin and Sonia Bahugada under the editorial direction of Seema Chaudhary. Shout out to Madhwan, a super talented audio engineer and a brilliant design team for the snazzy creatives. Follow Habits Matter on Instagram at habits.matter and Harappa Education on your favorite social media channels.